dawn of a new era. Cardinals training camp coverage presented by Bud Light. Wolf and Luke Middays on the Arizona Sports App and 98.7. This is the dawn of a new era. Hi, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke on a Friday morning. Paul Calvisi joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Ahead of tomorrow's preseason game number two against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Pauly, thank you for the time. How are you doing? Not too bad, gentlemen. It's a Friday. I wish I had something better to do. I, I, I'd break this uh, engagement, but here I am. So let's go. Let's grind. <laughs> let's get ready for preseason game number two. Well, okay, you get Pauly. to talk to Wolf. That's something. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Luke. Um, <laughs> Polly, right now, how's your broadcasting career going with your play-by-play? I mean, you ready for tomorrow <laughs> night, big guy? Are you ready once again? Here we go. Game number two, Polly. I love the passive-aggressive right out of the gate there, just the backhanded. Okay, all right, you want, we're in the trust tree. Let's be honest, okay? Dave Pash is a stinking top-five play-by-play man on the planet, okay? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody call me Paulie Pash. I get it, okay? We're up there. We're doing the best we can, Ron Wolfley. We got a good game. It got better. I was like a rookie quarterback. You know, it, it's a little fast. When the game starts, you hope it settles down, and then you go from thinking to maybe more like playing. You know, hopefully that's the way the broadcast goes. Paulie, uh, it's it's been made pretty clear by the Chiefs that they're going to play their starters for most of the first half. And, and I just want to go back to what we saw on Friday against Denver from the Cardinals defense. It's young in some ways. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of new pieces together. But, I mean, could you ask for a better test and, and, a, and a team to expose any weaknesses you may have than the Chiefs right now? No, that's a good point. I mean, Denver's O-line stinks let's face it and they were missing Mike McGlinchey right I mean Denver's O-line is going to be right at the abyss of the league along with the Rams and Carolina and now the Jets O-line is struggling so no doubt I want to see the Cardinals front seven against Kansas City now Kansas City changed out both their tackles in the offseason they went with a couple of free agents who pro football focus had rated in the offseason as the 66th and 67th best tackles so Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor, they have something to prove. But that interior line for KC is considered one of the best in the NFL. So, okay, let's see. Can the Cardinals' defensive line bring some of that same production? Obviously, they were very disruptive. They got their hands up. They batted a lot of balls. We didn't have to hear Wolf say ad nauseum, gap integrity. (laughs) They were pretty sound in their assignments, so that was good. Um, But I want to see it against Kansas City. I want to see the entire defense against Patrick Mahomes, the surgeon. Uh, The last time he was on that field against the Cardinals was week one a year ago. And you want a holy cannoli stat from that game. In that game, the Cardinals gave up 33 first downs on 66 Kansas City plays. Wow. So it's got to be better than what we saw week one. And you know what? Honestly, guys, it's already better. It's what we didn't see in the preseason opener, right? You didn't have to worry about the gap integrity. You didn't have to worry about all the flags, especially pre-snap, where the Cardinals led the league in pre-snap penalties a year ago. There was only one of those. They didn't fight the play clock. I mean, how many times last season, guys, were we talking about the Cardinals offense and all the play clock and they're getting out of the huddle with seven on the play clock and you got to use a timeout and there was none of that. It was clean. The operation was clean and to me that gives you a chance you just can't be beating yourself in the nfl unless you have a roster or a quarterback like patrick mahomes and the chiefs 
We're talking to Paul. Get your head out of the media guide, Calvisi, here on the Wolf and Luke show. <laughs> Paulie, talk to us a little bit about the position battles that are out there right now, and what are what do you think are some of the more juicy ones? See, this is Luke, where Wolf starts taking notes, and then he just copies everything that I'm going <laughs> to say right now, and he uses it on the telecast with Dave Pash as he goes he goes national and gets tweets from Mina Kimes. Here we that, go. That was cornerback sauce, two. Paul. This is a three-corner race. Start taking notes, Wolf. Here we go. It is a three-corner race. It's Keytrail Clark. It's Christian Matthew. It's Antonio Hamilton. It's too close to call right now. Okay, slow Somebody's going to win that. They got two games and two joint practices <laughs> to figure it out. He's writing this down, Polly. Slow down a little bit, Polly. <laughs> Front seven. Disruptive. We just talked about that against Denver, but that was against a terrible offensive line. What are we going to see this time out? L.J. Collier. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Could this be the find of the offseason? If Seattle was derelict in its duty of how to use L.J. Collier and they're using him in a different way, I mean, Wolf, get off your rear end, figure out what exactly <laughs> they're talking about when it was a bad fit in Seattle and it's a much better fit here and they figured out how to utilize this guy and unleash his first-round talent because L.J. Collier could be the find of the offseason. Quarterback, gentlemen, it's an ongoing competition. Is it still a long shot, Clayton Tune? Could I see Colt McCoy? I would say yes, just based on 14 years' experience and what you're going to get against that Washington defensive line in week one. But remember our saying in the offseason, no allegiances. If it's close, I love that ball. The, the rookie or the young guy will win. I've got my eye on Isaiah Simmons. I, I just, what's his role? I, once again, I still think he's the NFL's version of an inkblot test. What do you see? What does this staff see? Is he automatically the first guy in after your base defense? Does he have competition in the safety room from some of these other guys? Because the back end of the DB room is wide open. RB2 is wide open. Keontae Ingram, this is a huge game Mm. for Keontae Ingram. I think he has a lot to prove to this staff. Can he be the guy behind James Conner? And if not, our Pauly Pigskin breakout player at camp going in, Amari DiMercato, who at the very end, what was he doing? He was cramming it vertical on the (laughs) two-point conversion to win the game. And then Michael Wilson, he only played two series. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Is he is he already shown enough? Is he already going to be one of the main receivers? So, I mean, those are all areas we're watching. And then swing tackle, Josh Woods against Kelvin Beecham. There's only one spot for one of those, for those two guys. And if they're not good enough in these next two games, I think they hit the waiver claims and bring in another experienced swing tackle. Paulie, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thank you. We'll uh, look forward to the broadcast tomorrow. All right, guys. Talk to you. Okay, Paulie. Thank you.